So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined on the Skype line by Shane Ambrose. And it's like for me to welcome onto the programme again, it's been a number of years since we had this guest on, Father Eamon Roach, who I believe is based as a priest working in the Fermoy Parish. Good morning to Father Eamon, how are you? Hello John, good to talk to you again. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Father Eamon. So... So, Father Eamon is joining us this morning to to help us um, in this month of May to reflect on Mary, on Mary, the Mother of God, uh, uh, and Mary, our Mother. So, Father Eamon, where where would you like to start? Just a few points, actually, just in the short space of time that we have. I mean, there are so many um, things we could say about Our Lady. There are so many dogmas, so many of the mysteries in the Gospel that she is involved in. But just to pick a, a few of those, uh, maybe three altogether, if that's okay. And just the first one, um, it's often said to us Catholics that we give too much attention to Our Lady, that there might be some sort of idolatry in, in, in what we do. We pay so much attention to her. A lot of our prayers seem, seem to be centered uh, around Our Lady, uh, and that's, that's true in in one sense. So just to, to ask that question, is, is there any idolatry going on here with Catholics in their prayers, or what is going on for us? So what we say is, when we venerate Our Lady, we give honor and glory to God. So we're, we're not praying to Our Lady as a deity. You know, she is not God. But when we do turn our attention to her, uh, we give honor to her, and ultimately we give honor to God. Jesus said that in, in one of his Gospels, that if you find it hard to believe in me, at least believe in the works I do. So when we give glory to God by honoring the saints, uh, we have something tangible that we can see. You know, a saint uh, in our country, St. Patrick, St. Bridget. Uh, we love reading the lives of the saints. And by honoring that saint and giving glory to God through that saint, ultimately, uh, our veneration is directed to God. We give glory in his work. So that's what's happening there in, in our prayers that are centered uh, on Our Lady. But even the rosary, the Hail Mary, what's happening there is uh, we ask Our Lady to bring our prayers to her son, Jesus. And even that prayer, uh, the the high point of the prayer, you could say, is is the, the, the name of Jesus being mentioned in that prayer. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. You know, you might go into a church and you might venerate a statue of Our Lady. And, you know, on these first days of May, uh, many people have been doing that and they've been erecting May altars in their homes and that's lovely. And they place statues of Our Lady on the table and they venerate Our Lady. But... When we look upon a statue of Our Lady, somewhere in our minds we know that she is carrying the child Jesus in her womb. You know, and the statue very often would have uh, one of those, um, you know, maternal belts that would indicate that she is carrying child. So she, she, she is, she's a model for the church. Really, the church is the, as you could say a monstrance of Christ. The church carries Christ and brings Christ to the world. And that's what she does for us. She gave birth to Jesus as a little baby in the stable in Bethlehem. 
And she continues to do that throughout uh, the lives of the baptized. She gives birth to Christ in us. So there's no competition whatsoever between her and Christ as we, as we pray with her. Our Lord is in no, in no way uh, jealous of our, our time given to Our Lady. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, our time praying with her enha enhances our relationship uh, with him. She is the mediatrix of all graces. So that's the first point, John. Is so just to move on to another point, um, from time to time, you, you meet someone and they will say to you, uh, I don't have a great relationship with Our Lady. And very often the person might even wish that they would have. But there, there is some block there or other. And it's hard to know what the blockage is, but perhaps in some people, they see Our Lady as being very chaste. She is Blessed Mary, ever virgin. And we have in our, in our sights a very, very lofty view, as we should of Our Lady. And perhaps then if we sin and if you know, we're conscious of our own sin, uh, we might be slow to go uh, to Our Lady. Uh, they might be slow. Such a person might be slow to go to Our Lady. What I would say to that is just, just to encourage, if, if that is the case with someone, uh, just to have a, just to revisit the whole notion of mercy. I mean, Our Lady, we, we, we refer to her as, as the mother of mercy in that beautiful Hail Holy Queen prayer. And that, that title should mean that when we sin, when we fall, uh, as her children, we should trust her as a mother and go to her, even if we sin and fall, and just bring that sin to her. Yes, I know sometimes when children sin, they, they, they flee from their parents. They don't want to go near their parents for fear that uh, the, the parent will scold them. But we really underestimate both God's mercy and her mercy if we do that. When we sin, we should really fly to her. And that's in the other prayer at the Memorare, we fly to thee. So I would really encourage uh, listeners just to see Our Lady as, as the mother of mercy. We can bring any sin to her when we fall. Just go to her and refer to her as the mother of mercy and to let her you know, pick us up and again bring, bring us to her son. And again, back to the statue of Our Lady, and statues can be so powerful. I love looking at the statue of Our Lady and she's treading on the head of the serpent. The serpent is underfoot. So she, she, she crushes Satan, she crushes the head of Satan, and she will cross, crush sin in our lives. So that's her power. And she's really waiting for sinners to go to her, uh, not to think of her virginal state, her chastity, her purity, not to think of those as off-putting in any way. She really wants to be the mother of, of repenting sinners. Just one comment on that one, Father. Um, yeah. it, it's it's fair to say that, that the relationship between Mary, our mother, and our, our Irish population here has always been very strong. Mm -hmm. um, whether that be uh, relationships in terms of praying the rosary, of course, but also maybe visiting um, various uh, sites abroad, various apparition sites, and, of course, our own... Uh, our own site in Knock, where a lady appears so many years ago. But I'd just like to raise that point again, you know, that, that, that so many people here have that devotion and that relationship to Our Lady. Uh, it, it, it's been very strong all the time. And I, 
I'd say it's probably still there. Maybe so much, maybe not so much for the younger population as for the people of our own age. Would that be fair to say, Father Raymond? Yeah, very much. And if if you were to make pilgrimage to Fatima, Medjugorje, Lourdes, you meet a lot of Irish people out there. So the devotion is, is very strong there still. Perhaps um, her appearance in Knock, um, I think, you know, is, is, it gave further energy to a devotion that was already there. And, and long may it continue. It's a great blessing for the, the church in Ireland, certainly. Well, after saying that, there you mentioned Medjugorje and, and uh, to a certain extent Lewis as well, uh, and Lewis, that there is um, a sizable amount of young people do visit those both of those pilgrimage sites at least. I mean, many more as well. So there is a fair devotion amongst young people, may, maybe more so uh, for those maybe involved with maybe charismatic or maybe mm-hmm. young young people involved in, in various other groups. So it's nice to see the young yeah. people coming up with a young touch to it. Would that be okay to say that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a great group called Youth 2000 that I've been involved in over the years, and they have three pillars in their particular movement. Uh, one would be fidelity to the church. Uh, the second one would be devotion to our Lord and the Eucharist. And the third pillar of their movement is, is a devotion to Our Lady and the Rosary. So she's very much in, in that movement also. That's good. So, so I think you're right there, John. And so just moving on again, Father, did you have another point then that you'd rather, the, yeah. you'd like to raise? So Thanks. just another point, and um, I think for the times we live in, that, you know, when we, when we venerate Our Lady, she really is a model for for a woman's role in the church, a uh, woman's role in salvation history, the indispensable role of women in the church. And, you know, we come across arguments from time to time, and it can be quite sad to hear the arguments of, you know, uh, the role of women in the church and uh, should this change or that change. But she really is a great model of the, the indispensable role of women in the church, that there is there is a role there for the, the feminine genius, to use a phrase that uh, the late... Pope John Paul II would have used, you know, and he, he wrote a lot about Our Lady and he wrote a lot about the feminine genius in the church. And there, there is a masculine genius as well, of course. And our Lord, our Lord has, um, you know, granted different roles to, to men and women in the church. And it's, it's important to recognize that difference and, that, and to know that the roles are complementary. But she definitely gives, um, she holds up the role of the woman, that the mother in the church, and that uh, women in the church really have an important maternal presence in the church. Um, you know, a maternal presence as men have a paternal presence. There is a masculine genius and a feminine genius. There's a fatherly role in the church, there's a motherly role in the church, and uh, that balance uh, needs to be there. You know, for any, any, you know, for a child growing up, a child will get, you know, gain benefits from having a father and from having a mother and the child uh, develops accordingly. It's the same in the spiritual life. We need the maternal presence there and we need the uh, the fatherly role there as well. And uh, that, that happens in the church as well. And Our Lady certainly provides a strong maternal presence in the church. And, and, and Father Raymond, um, just noticed that just recently our Holy Father, Pope Francis, 
sent a letter out um, to the faithful for the month of May. Would you like to make any comment on that? For his recitation at the rosary, did yes. he ask for a daily recitation yes. of the rosary? On, on that one, Father Emma, it, it, as, as you said, the Pope um, in, was encouraging people, I suppose, to rediscover and to re-engage uh, with the rosary, particularly during the month of May, of course, which, of course, as, as you said, is very much dedicated to, to Mary. And particularly, I suppose, I suppose, the Irish tradition, as you said at the start, is that particularly that tradition of the crowning of the Virgin or the home, um, the, you know, the altars that, uh, May altars that we put up in, in our homes during the month of May. But I suppose, Father, if I could, if, if, if I could put, just put a question to you as well, I suppose one of the, one of the things you said there was about people that might um, have a, as uh, not a struggle, but maybe a difficulty or a challenge in terms of having a prayerful relationship um, with Mary as a guide, as an exemplar, as an example, um, you know that 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 sometimes can be can be can be tricky or can be difficult for whatever reasons in life. Now, often I suppose one of the ways that's given is is obviously praying the rosary, and as as we said, Pope Francis has definitely encouraged that this month, and also encouraged the addition of two additional prayers to it. But if someone, if there was any other way that maybe you would encourage people to maybe to in terms of prayer. Um, in, in terms of in terms of prayer to Mary, in terms of maybe um, the use of icons, the use of imagery, the use of statues, and, you know what 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 in particular for you as a person, what what's your what way do you um, you know nurture and support your relationship that you have with her? Okay, thanks. Um, well, I, I, you know, I, I would say that I I pray the rosary daily. I do pray the rosary, and I love praying the rosary. Um, having said that, though, over the years, I think there's, there is a, a learning to it as well. Some people are put off by the rosary because it takes a lot of attention. It takes a full 20 minutes of, of continual attention to prayer, and it can be, it can be taxing that way, and, and that's true. But there is an art form. I mean, you know, Our Lady leads us through the mysteries of the rosary, you know, the various events in Christ's life, the resurrection, the ascension, uh, the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Uh, so just, just to enter each of those mysteries and to, uh, to receive from them, you know, all that's contained in them and, uh, and to know the difference as you go from decade to decade, that there were sorrowful mysteries for a reason. Uh, that we grieve our sins, we grieve the sins of the world, we grieve with our Lord for his suffering, and uh, that, we'll say, sharing of grief with her and Jesus is important. And then there's the joyful mysteries, which is a different experience again, to experience the joy of Easter, um, you know, the hope of heaven, all of that. And you move on to the mysteries of life. So there's a great variety in the in the rosaries, in the types of rosaries and then the mysteries of the rosary and you just learn how to move through them um, as you learn how to pray the rosary over the years and it, it takes time mm. uh, so so I love the rosary and that is my that is one of my my go-to prayers um, you know I do believe it's it's a prayer with Our Lady that it's it's a Christological prayer also it is centered on Christ it does bring one uh, to Christ the Blessed Fruit of her womb uh, and all prayers that go through the saints, be it Our Lady, Saint Joseph, Saint Patrick, they're ultimately directed to God. You know, she she carries our prayers, uh, she packages our prayers, she purifies our prayers, 
Um, you know, some some would say that she ties a bow and a ribbon on our prayers and brings mm. them to our Lord. Mm. Well, so, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that idea, of course, because rosary comes from Rosario, the idea of presenting roses. There's that beautiful tradition uh, that's there, of course, with the with the name of it. I suppose one other thing I would say, ask you, Father Eamon, just as we're reflecting on the rosary, and, and maybe uh, this would also link back into maybe one of the, the things that you started out at the top, which was maybe Catholics having sometimes being accused of having an, uh, an, uh, a, uh, an idolatrous relationship, I suppose. And as you clearly said out, you know, that's not the case. But I suppose it's also to confirm in many ways that the rosary is a very biblical prayer as well, in many senses. You know, in terms of working, in terms of going through the mysteries, and also the you know the very prayers that are said. Because of course, if we if we if we just look at the 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 elements of it, like the Our Fathers, of course, is is the great prayer that Christ Himself taught us. The Hail Mary, the first part of it, of course, is the angelic salutation and Elizabeth's um, call, our visit, our uh, you know, a joy, a greeting, Mary, when she uh, during the visitation. So I suppose in many ways we could, as well as the mysteries that we reflect on, which are very Christocentric and focused on the life of Christ as we as we, in a in a in a simpler I way, way I suppose it's it's very biblical I suppose in the very prayers that we use as well. Mm-hmm. It is indeed yeah. Um the, the other the other thing that I think it's often underestimated and that that's a good point about the the biblical elements and I just move away slightly the other thing that's often said about the rosary that is often said a little bit negatively, but there's a positive element to it. And that, that's the repetitive nature of the rosary. You say Hail Mary after Hail Mary after Hail Mary. And it's almost as if you, you, you say it mechanically, but that's actually not the point. I think that there is actually a great advantage to the repetitive nature of the prayers insofar as it actually allows your mind to soar because you know the prayers so well and they roll off the tongue mm. and you know you know you can you can say them quite easily they roll off the tongue it allows your mind to soar to, to, to lift up to to the sacred mysteries and just the holy spirit to take your mind and and to bring you somewhere and to do something with your mind and i think that uh, that aspect of the rosary is often overlooked and it's often spoken negatively about that it's just mm. it's just mouthing which, prayer, but by yeah, no which means it's which is which is which is which to me has always been a funny thing because I suppose many people when they talk about uh, as you said kind of the repetitive nature of the rosary, um, but then at the same time there's huge discussions that we have uh, at the moment about mindfulness and meditations yeah. and mantras and I'm kind of I often I I remember a friend of mine she she had. She had she had stopped practicing, and I remember she making that comment to me. She was delighted she had taken up this particular meditation practice, and she said, "We have nothing like that." And I was looking at her, and I was kind of going, "I said, well, what do you call the rosary?" I said, "It's one of the greatest meditations that you could possibly have." So, Father Eamon, thank you so much for that um, that reflection on Mary in this Marian month, John. So now at this stage, we'll have to go for a bit of music, beautiful piece of music. It's one that we all know. It's I'll sing a hymn to Mary. So join us again in part three, where we read and reflect on the Word of God. <laughs> 